1 Peter 3, 13-22 Who is there, then, to harm you if you are eager to do what is right? But if you do suffer because of your righteous behavior, God's blessing is upon you. Don't fear what they fear. Don't be disturbed. Sanctify the Messiah as Lord in your hearts, and always be ready to make a reply to anyone who asks you to explain the hope that is in you. Do it, though, with gentleness and respect. Hold on to a good conscience, so that when people revile your good behavior in the Messiah, they may be ashamed. It's better to suffer for good conduct, if God so wills it, than for bad. For the Messiah, too, suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. In the Spirit, too, he went and made the proclamation to the spirits in prison, who had earlier been disobedient during the days of Noah, when God waited in patience. Noah built the ark in which a few people, eight in fact, were rescued through water. That functions as a signpost for you, pointing to baptism which now rescues you, not by washing away fleshly pollution, but by the appeal to God of good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus the Messiah, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with the angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. So this week, I think the thing that stands out to me is that end bit about baptism. Um, I think that it's easy in our Western culture to forget about baptism in the church, and it's something we often don't talk about, um, but it's obviously something that to the early church was really important. And it wasn't important because baptism like actually saves you. It's important because baptism is this thing that shows that you are a follower of Jesus and you're publicly showing to others, whether in your family, with your friends, in your school, or in your church, that you want to follow Jesus and that you've given your life to him. And so, as Peter says here, he says that if we are followers of Jesus, we need to be like Jesus, which means that there are going to be times that we do the right thing um, and we're criticized for it, that we have either certain beliefs or ways that we behave that people in our life just don't get, either our friends or family. Um, just people in our school, they look at us and they think that we're bizarre, that we're whack, um, maybe that we're messed up and that uh, they just can't understand why we are doing what we're doing. And Peter says that when that happens, that we need to take it in stride, that we can actually have confidence because Jesus also suffered for doing good. He didn't do anything wrong, but yet he died on a cross for our sins. And in the same way, we're called to do the same, to do good, even if it means that we might be attacked for it. And then when people ask why we're doing it, we should be ready to give an answer that it's because of Jesus. And, and if we haven't been baptized, we should honestly sit and consider, do we want to publicly make a statement um, that we're with Jesus? That when we go down into the water, we die with Jesus. And then when we rise up, we rise like Jesus did. That's what baptism means. And so this week, I have two things that I want you to practice. One, uh, practice doing good. Um, the world is constantly attacking you for following Jesus, and it's hard. Um, but I honestly want you to try this week to do the things you know you should be doing. It's easy to not do it because you either get distracted or you get intimidated. 
um, or it makes you feel awkward. Um, but this week, I really want us to focus on doing those things we know we should be doing despite what others think. And then secondly, for those of you who haven't been baptized, um, I want you to seriously sit and consider and pray about it as to whether or not you feel like God's calling you to get baptized now, um, whether or not you want to make that public declaration um, to your friends, to your family, and to our church that you are in with Jesus, that you are committed to him, and that you want to die with him and rise again with him in new life. So let's pray together. Um, dear God, we thank you that you are a God who died doing what is good, um, that you did nothing wrong. You were completely sinless, the only sinless person to ever exist. Um, and, and you died, that we murdered you um, because we didn't understand what you were doing and we didn't want you. Um, and we also murdered you because you died for our sin, for the things that we've done wrong. You paid the price, you went to the cross. Um, so that you can get rid of those things and destroy them. And God, now you offer us this new way of following you, and you call us to be baptized, to die and rise with you. Um, God, I pray that in our lives that we could be like you, that we could do the hard thing, do the right thing, even if it means dying. Um, I pray that you would give us that strength and courage because we don't have it on our own. And God, I pray for those of us who aren't baptized, that if it's now time that you would make it clear to us um, and you would reveal to us that, that you're calling us to do that next, and we would get in contact with whoever we need to um, to do that for you. God, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for who you are and all that you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen.